0: Hello, and welcome to the Canal Street Chronicles podcast, part of the SB Nation family. I'm your host, Brendan Ertl, and you can find my Saints articles on Canal Street Chronicles as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan underscore Ertle. and welcome back to Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host Brendan Ertle. Today we have a new special episode. I'm going to be doing these weekly mailbag questions, and I'll be posting on Twitter. I'll just hit up like a quick little tweet. Hey, send send in your questions for this this week's podcast, and I'll be answering a few a few of you guys' questions for the week. And I'll start start doing this weekly because off season's now. Hey, and we're just trying to talk about these like rumors and just we're making up stories i don't want to say we the media is making up stories and just it's trying to find material so definitely let's try to focus on the saints off season so i'll be sending out tweets about just hit me up with a question so this week i had the canal Street chronicles account actually tweeted out for me to get this mailbag weekly podcast started and we actually got a few responses a few from my good buddies and we're going to be starting off this episode with a few questions so first off, huge shout-out to my guy, Ross Jackson, over at Locked on Saints. He, he hit me up with the first question I'll be answering this week, and it's a very well-thought-out well question. So appreciate him for tuning in. And if you, if you don't follow Ross Jackson and you're following this podcast, please make sure to check out his podcast. His insight is above and beyond of anyone else. It, he's such a smart guy, so make sure to please check him out. And you can follow him at Ross Jackson at ASC on Twitter. So his question was, Saints seem to love grabbing former Panthers. Any Carolina free agents, you could see them take a shot at this offseason. So that's like a really smart question. And it honestly took me a while to think about all some of the past free agents the Saints have looked at or signed. And the names that come right to mind is obviously Ted Ginn Jr. They signed him three years ago. Potential out-the-door player for the Saints. He's been solid, not great for them for three years Definitely was a good pickup for them. Another great pickup they picked up from Carolina. Linebacker AJ Klein. He was a backup to Luke Kuechly and showed flashes of being a starting linebacker in this league. And he's definitely been a very good, valuable player for the Saints. He's a free agent also this pending offseason. So it'll be important to keep AJ Klein. I think they need to keep him. But this past offseason, they also signed defensive end Wes Horton, who didn't actually stay around for the season, but but yet again, another name from Carolina. Maybe the biggest name out of the bunch. The Saints were pushing hard for Josh Norman. And it, there was lots of hype around him when he was in Carolina. He was more of a zone corner. But he dominated the league most memorable for kind of shutting down Odell Beckham Jr. And the Saints were full on. They didn't have any cap room. But Drew was like, heck yeah, I'll, I'll take some money away to get Josh Norman. And it seemed like they were close to getting that deal done. But before he signed with Washington, amen, he did because that would have been not good. Three potential free agents that the Carolina Panthers have that I think the Saints could chase after, possibly. Same with the cornerback, but this time it's James Bradbury. He has shown flashes of being a potential star in this league. He's definitely not maybe had the exposure that everyone he's not a household name, he's not a household corner name. But these lockdown corners are hard to come by. And he's done his fair share of locking wide receivers down. It'll be interesting to see kind of what his market is. Because this cornerback market isn't as popular as like the, the quarterback market. Because there's just so many quarterbacks. But there's not as many corners, top-notch corners like James Bradbury. And the Saints could be in the running for another cornerback on this defense. This offseason won't tell a lot because... That potential Von Bell, the Saints need to bring back Von Bell, but say they don't, like say say they get outbid for him, we have to put Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back at that strong safety position, and then that, that nickel corner position is left wide open. James, Bar- James Bradbury could flip outside with Marshawn. They could both be the outside corners. And Janora Shingens has spent time inside at nickel corner with the New York Giants. So he is capable of playing inside if he has to. So if the Saints do add another corner, that he could play outside. Another name is Darius Slay, but we we'll not talk about that episode. But James Bradbury, Marshawn Lattimore on the outsides, Janora Shingens on the inside, that would be a solid cornerback crew. Definitely could shot, shut down some wide receiver cores around the league. If I were him, I'd probably ask for big money because these corners are hard to come by. But we'll we'll see how big of a market he has. But definitely a name to look out for for the Saints. Secondly, defense lineman Gerald McCoy. The Saints could use some defensive tackle depth. Potentially even more so if David Onyemata ends up not re-signing with the Saints for free agency. He is a free agent I think the Saints do want him back. I think the Saints will get him back. But the possibility of him leaving is, of course, there. And even if he is there, the having depth at a defensive tackles position is so immense in this league. And we even saw how if one player goes down, one starter goes down, how much it affects your defensive line. Rankins and Davenport both go down. And the Saints defensive line struggles A lot. I mean, in the Minnesota game, they didn't look anything like they did all season long because they missed the left side of their defensive line. Jared McCoy is definitely an option. He'd provide great defensive line depth and maybe even start a couple games. But the thing that's interesting is that he he was with the Bucks in the NFC South. He signed with the Panthers in the NFC South. Why not just come to the Saints and finish it off? We don't need to worry about the Falcons, but just come to the Saints, and we can get that NFC South gig going on. He clearly likes the South. I'm not sure if the Panthers will bring him back. They definitely won't have interest, but there'll be a especially ton of interest in this guy around the league. There are some defensive tackle names out there, but there's none that jump out and like, wow, this guy. There's no Aaron Donald. There's no top-tier defensive tackle. There are a lot of Tier 2 and Tier 3 guys, and... The way free agency works is those Tier 2 guys are going to get paid like Tier 1 guys because they're the best available option out there. So they're going to get paid maybe more than they would in years past or in later in years if there is a top-tier defensive tackle out there. So if Gerald McCoy does go under the wire, that's a name to look out for for the Saints. And they actually have a couple other defensive linemen that the Saints could pick up. But defensive linemen depth is so important to this team. It's so important to every NFL team. Joel McCoy is a beast too, so adding McCoy to that defense line would be crazy. Lastly, I have the Carolina Panthers right tackle Daryl Williams. He's a solid, he's a solid left tackle. He could get a starting gig somewhere in the NFL. He very well could. And I don't I don't want to say he's a top 15 or even maybe even not even a top 20 right tackle, but if he if he tests the free agent market and he can't get a if, he, if the Panthers decide to move on from him and he can't get a starting gig somewhere, that's when the Saints could kind of pounce on him and potentially get their swing tackle back because that's something they missed out on last season. They did have Will Clapp kind of fill that gig of the swing tackle, but we've seen in years past, Sino you know, Calamante, Jerome Bushrod. The Saints love their swing tackles. So, Jerry Williams, if he tests the market and he can't get a gig anywhere, that's definitely a name to look out for the, for the Saints. Now, there's a ton of Carolina Panthers free agents. The Saints could go after many of them or none of them at all. But that's just three names that really stood out personally to me. And if it was a perfect world, they maybe could get one of these guys. But we will just see if the Saints have any interest in those guys. If they do, these would be the three names I think they would they would be interested in. Now, my next question actually comes from my boss over at Canal Street Chronicles, Chris Duns. And he said... Who are the top two Saints players the team should make a priority to extend? Now, there's a few players that kind of jumped out to me immediately, but then I kind of thought about it more, and the first one I put on this list is running back Alvin Kamara, and here's why. I think we're overlooking the fact how important Alvin Kamara is to this team, whether he had an average season last year or not. Alvin Kamara is a huge part of of this team, and running backs still haven't really jumped in value Le'Veon Bell tried to set the market for Alvin Kamara and I don't know what Alvin Kamara wants money wise but I can assume it's anywhere from 10 to 15, 16 million dollars and I think for the Saints it'd be hard to get that number down because just how versatile he is as a player lines up at running back, lines up at receiver slot receiver, he does so many good things for them Yes, it wasn't his best year, but the circumstances weren't in his favor with his health. He said he never really hit that peak of health until the three last games of the year, the stretch games. That's when he started to feel great, and that's when he had the most productivity. He had six, he had five, six touchdowns in those three games. So it's, it's like there's the Alvin Kamara that we remember. I think he's most important for them to sign first and foremost because his value to the team. And Alvin Kamara, he was in Miami for the Super Bowl. And, of course, they have to do all the media and talk to all the media. And lots of people asked him, like, hey, what's going on with your contract? And he said, there might be something coming up. There, there, there might be something happening. So there's definitely conversations going on with Mickey Loomis and Alvin Kamara about a potential extension for him. I expect a contract extension to get done with Kamara this offseason. So they don't need to worry about him potentially leaving next offseason. But I think his best fit is the Saints. And I think this is the perfect match. If he went anywhere else, he wouldn't be the same player. Now I also think it's important that he gets that deal done potentially before Derrick Henry's gets done. Because if Derrick Henry gets $16, $17, 18000000 million, he's going to be like, hey, wait, wait, I want that. Like, why can't I get that? I do just as much as he does for this team. And I don't think the Saints will be willing to to pay that much we also saw Zeke Elliott last offseason get absolutely paid he got a six-year deal 90 million dollar contract extension with the Dallas Cowboys so that averaged around 15 million per year now he sat out majority of the offseason where'd he go like Cancun or somewhere and just worked out and they said he was in great shape and didn't see the team at all all off season. And that was their talk and look what they have to deal with now they have to deal with Dak Prescott Murray Cooper Byron Jones Robert Quinn they have a bunch of people they have to pay now and I we could potentially see an Alvin Kamara hold out like we did see with Michael Thomas I don't think it would go to the extent of him being gone all offseason like Zeke was or even leaving the country I think it'd be like a Michael Thomas scenario it'd be like a week or so because the Saints are determined to extend this player so if the deal were to get done I think it'd be before training camp we saw Todd Gurley sign a 4 year $60 million deal and now the Rams are kind of stuck with that contract because he's suffering with the the knee issues and he's definitely not the back that he usually is he's like they can't they they have to worry about load management with him an NBA term because they don't want to overwork him and potentially hurt him for later down the road because his knees just aren't good for that for him and but Alvin Kamara's not in that same scenario he's not suffering from knee injuries of that we know of it could just be potential little things, but that all happens to all football players. It's something you just have to fight through. But it's hard to get a lot of money wrapped up in a running back when they're so, I'm not going to say easy to replace. They're a lot easier to replace than a Michael Thomas or a quarterback. But Alvin Kamara does mean a lot to this team. I know there's conversations where there's people that don't want to pay Kamara, but if you look at what he what he does for this team, when he gets over 20 touches, they haven't lost. So it's clear that he means so much. This, like They're 10-0 when he gets 20 or more touches. Let that sink in. When we're, we're getting our best players to football, we usually win. And I want to hit that right when I said best players. I'm going to transition to my next player right here. Maybe the most consistent Saints player on this whole roster. Linebacker DeMario Davis. He is the most worthy for a contract extension. DeMaro Davis signed a three year, $24 million contract with the Saints. He received $16 million in guarantees and a 9.2 signing bonus. And I remember when the initial reaction the Saints fans was like, okay, that's good. We signed a linebacker, but that seems a little steep for this player. That turned out to be a bargain for him. He has been maybe their best player on, on defense these past two or three years. And he's going into a contract year. He'll be a free agent. In 2021 extending him and adding some money to this contract he definitely deserves it he will he is 31 years old so he is getting up there in age and that's why i think they need to extend him now they can add a little bit of money to that already contract he's agreed to but i wouldn't give him a bunch more the saints are known for giving players money or bonuses that they didn't hit but deserved So, Demario Davis, in his contract, he has a $500,000 per year incentive to make the Pro Bowl. He definitely should have made the Pro Bowl this year. It was lethal that he didn't, just absolutely terrible that he didn't. He was a first-team All-Pro. So, I'd I'd like to see them honor that. And if they don't, honor it with an extension. I'd rather see an extension because this player has been crucial for this defense. He's been the most consistent. We see, like, the celebration always does. I'm not really sure what that is. I know it's some anime thing, but it's—he's crucial to this defense. He's the play caller. He's the player that, when Drew Brees went down, he was the guy. He was the guy that pumped him up in the huddle, and those speeches made me run through a freaking brick wall. So, he is so important to this team. He could be a face. He could—he's like the face of this of that defense with Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, they—they they have a young defense, and having a veteran like Demario is key. Especially with Alex Anzalini next to him. A.J. Klein always learning. Potential free agent there too. Damaro Davis definitely the most deserving of a contract extension with the Saints. Now my last question for this podcast is from at Saints underscore Elite on Twitter. He asks me, who do you see the Saints drafting this year? And I, I like that question because there, it definitely could go a number of ways. And it's definitely a lot more fun being involved in this draft. Last year we didn't have a first-round pick and we knew that going in. So having a first-round pick is a lot more fun going into the draft. It's it's a good feeling. I personally think the Saints sit at 24 and they take the best available player, whoever that whoever that be. If T. Higgins is sitting there, I think they take him. I've seen mock drafts where Javon Kinlaw have slid all the way out of the first round. If I think if he hits 24, the Saints take him. I think they like where they are. And especially, it, it, it depends what happens in free agency too. They could address that position in free agency and they want to go a different path in the draft. But I think position-wise, receiver is the biggest need going to the draft. They might address that in free agency, but there's not really a name that I'm in love with. And that's like a bargain. So I think no matter what, they need to snag a wide receiver from this draft. They could snag a linebacker from this draft. And I don't necessarily see him trading up unless there's a guy they they need to have. Like a Marcus Davenport. They needed to have Marcus Davenport. They didn't care what they had to give up. I'm not sure who... Like, it, we'll, we'll see more when the Combine comes, who the Saints meet with, who they have a couple meetings with. Throughout this whole process, we'll get a lot more information, and I'll be providing you guys all that information on my Twitter. But the Saints are known to target players and trade up for players. They're not known to trading back. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's been like 10, 10 12 years since they've traded back in the draft. That's just crazy. They're, the Saints like to take the best available player. They don't see the value in trading back. There definitely is There's a formula that teams follow, follow by. Of like, This pick is this amount of points. This pick is that amount of points. I think the Saints see sitting there at 24 and taking the best available player to help their franchise is the best value for them. Who that may be, it all depends come draft day. It all depends if Drew Brees stays. It depends what happens with Teddy Bridgewater what happens with Taysom Hill. So I wouldn't read into mock drafts right now. I know they're fun to look at. It's fun to get an idea of who, you, who the Saints might draft. But I, I'm personally not going to make a mock draft until free agency has at least gone a couple weeks in and we have a better idea of what this team's looking like for the 2020 season. The Saints like to fill all their needs in free agency and then go into the draft saying, okay, whoever comes to us, we will take. And they, of course, they have their draft board and they take possibly their best available player. We could potentially see a trade-up. It, we have no idea. We really don't. It's, it's really hard to tell. I think the key names to look out for wide receiver-wise are T. Higgins, Lavishke Chenault, Henry Ruggs, the list goes on and on. There's going to be receivers that slip to the 20s that should, in in let, let's say last year or next year's draft, would have been taken in the top 10 or the top 15 because there's going to be a run of offensive tackles because there's three or four teams in the top 10 that absolutely need to take a tackle. And there's... Tackles in this draft that have first round value that they will overpick for just because they need that so bad. And that will cause more positions to fall in this draft. And there'll definitely be a run of quarterbacks as well. So we will see some big name wide receivers potentially fall. And if there's a guy if there's a name that the Saints like that falls to the 20s, they might jump up a team and try to snag that guy. Again, it all depends. I appreciate you guys sending in your questions. Shout out to Ross Jackson, Chris Duns, and at Saints Elite for sending me those questions. I'll be sending out a tweet next week to answer the mailbag questions. So if you want to be featured in the podcast, please hit me up on Twitter and send a question in when I post it. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Next episode, we'll be, we'll be talking more in-depth about the Alvin Kamara contract extension and also Taysom Hill. What is next for Taysom Hill? Again, I'm Brennan Ertel at Twitter at BrendanRScoreErtel. I always appreciate the love and thanks for tuning in. Who dat?